just to give a small synopsis or a paraphrase of what Jacob read earlier um, in the book of Daniel chapter 3. Um, there was this king, king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar, and he had his golden image built. Um, it was 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. Um, that's over 60 feet tall, 60 almost 70 feet tall, and about 6 or 7 feet wide. So that's a, like six of six or seven of Jacob standing on his shoulders and like six or seven Jacob laying flat wide. Um, he commanded the people to, once they heard all these different types of music, musical sounds, to bow down and worship this image. Well, there was these three men that didn't lay down and worship this image when they heard the different music. And that leads us up to chapter three, starting at verse 13 through 30. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought so be brought so they be excuse me. Be brought. So they brought these men before the king Nebuchadnezzar, answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God? or worship the golden image that I have set up. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to bow down and worship the image that I have that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, when we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it, than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fire furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, and their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fire furnace because the king's orders was urgent and the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste and declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth but the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came, came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the satraps, and the prefects, and the governors, and the kings, the councils gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. 
the hair of their heads were not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's commands and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from them and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So that brings us to the title of this message and also to my first point. What battles are you fighting that you don't have to? Um, a lot of us sometimes want to control situations and take matters into our own hands instead of letting God rule over the, over the situation. Um, it's times where people do things to us or go against us in these ways. We want to get attitudes, we want to cuss people out. We want to show them the same energy that they showed us. But we have to understand and realize that in that situation, this situation isn't, this is for us, so that God can see how, how we'll react in that situation. But it really isn't our battle to be fighting. Um, I know, speaking for myself, I depend on my own strength and not God's sovereignty is when I stand and mess up the most. I get prideful, I get strong, cocky rather, and well, I've been doing good in this area, so I don't need God. Or I've been doing all right in this area, but I may not put as much trust, trust and faith in God as I should. It's in those moments where God steps back and you're like, okay, since you feel like this, let me show you why I'm God and let you fight this battle for a while. Let me show you why you need to trust and depend on me. Let me show you why I am the God of this situation. And it's just a lot of battles that I know that I'll face that when I put my faith and trust in God, to fight those battles, those battles were never lost. And it's battles that I've depended on my own strength and faith that I've lost many battles because I didn't make God the head of those battles. Um, and that brings me to point number two. God doesn't need your help in any battle that you face. He just wants your faith. Um, if you look at verse 16 through 17, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So in this moment, these three men knew what they were facing. They knew what they were up against. But they didn't get an attitude with anybody. They didn't turn up on anybody. They didn't fight back because they knew the battle wasn't theirs to fight. They just knew that if I stay faithful, if I stay obedient, if I continue to do what I've commanded to do, whether I'm cast into this fire or not cast into this fire, God is gonna save me, and even if he doesn't, I'm still not gonna serve this, this image. I'm still not gonna serve pride. I'm still not gonna serve anger. I'm still not gonna serve the oppression. I'm still not going to serve the things of this world because my God has always been who he's been from this moment to the moments before 
even the moments after. I don't have to catch an attitude with you. I don't have to cuss you out. I don't have to tell you all this and all this because my God is who he's always been and who he's always going to be. Um, they told the king that they won't serve his idol because the God they serve will deliver them from his hand and even if he doesn't deliver him, they still won't worship that image. I don't know about y'all, but that takes some faith to be able to, to be in a situation like that and be like, I'm not gonna serve. Like you can you can say to me what you want. You can do to me what you want. Your image means nothing to me. I'm not gonna serve your image. Because I know who I serve and I know what my God can do. Um, and that brings us to point three. Don't you know that your faith can jumpstart someone else's? Look at verses 28 through 29. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their house laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they heard all the different musical sounds, different music, they didn't bow down and serve this golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had made. They stood true to what they knew and stood true to the God that they knew and took their chances of being cast into the burning fiery furnace. Were they scared? More than likely. Were they nervous? More than likely. Did they know that they were supposed to survive or live? They did it. But they had that much faith and trust in Jesus Christ that they were able to stand firm in the face of the king and knowing that they were about, about to be bound and cast into the fire and were able to say go ahead and throw us in I'm still not going to worship this image and with them being in the fire and when the king looked into the fire and seen them unbound, unharmed walking around freely and seeing a fourth image he was like, who is this God that they serve? He seen then that his golden image couldn't do that. He seen, he seen then that there is no greater God than the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego serve, which is the one and only God, the one and only true God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and God in the flesh. He seen then that to get this golden image, I want to serve the God y'all serve. I want to be delivered. Have y'all been delivered? I want to be able to, to proclaim his name and be delivered from these different situations. Um, so how do you go out here in the world and deal with the situations, or let God deal with the situations, can can rub off on other people and can jumpstart their faith in a way that they have never known. How you deal with situations can encourage and edify and uplift other people. But dang, Elijah dealt with this like this. She didn't go about it like this. She let God take on her battles. Let me try out what she's doing. Or let me hang around her more. Let me be more like her. Or Jerry doesn't get mad at people. He doesn't lash out at people. 
he seeks God in, he seeks God in his transgressions. He seeks God in times of he's un, unsure. Let me go about dealing with things how Jerry does. Or let me talk with him and spend more time with him. And that's when you point people to Christ. That's when you point people to the Word. That's when you point people to the Bible and be like, look, I know you're going through this, but my God says this. I know you're going through this. I know being a Christian is hard, but it's worth it in, in, in the end. You don't have to serve drugs. You don't have to serve sex. You don't have to serve alcohol. Those things can't feel what, or can't bring to you what my God can. Um, and to close out, I got a story. The story followed by scripture. Um, December 15, 2017 through January 6, 2018 were the hardest and worst three weeks, two or three weeks of my life. Um, I just turned 23 years old um, and my mom had got real sick, like bad sick. In those three weeks, I ended up going to a party I shouldn't have been at, got shot at, all types of stuff. And January 1st through the 6th of 2018, me and my siblings, we ended up losing our mom and burying our, uh, burying our mom. Um, and in the hospital, um, they called us, and were like, y'all, it's not looking good. Um, y'all might want to rush the family here. We don't know how long she'll, how long she'll last. And I was just like, what am I gonna do without my mama? Like, how am I gonna make it without the person that loves me the most? How am I gonna be strong for my family? How am I gonna do all these things without the person that's taught me how to do all these things? And we make it to Little Rock, and we spend like two days there. Um, they tell us to call in, like the immediate family, so we call in my grandpa, which is her dad, and my uncle, which is her, her, her brother. And I remember waking up to my grandma calling me and like, hey, wake up, wake your siblings up, because your uncle and your grandpa and your grandfather are here, they want to take you guys out. Get y'all up for breakfast, try to take y'all out often. I said, yes, ma'am. And I hung the phone up and rolled back over. And the phone rang again. I didn't recognize the number, but something just said, pick the phone up. And I picked the phone up and I said, I didn't recognize the number, but I recognized the voice. And it was my mama's voice. And I knew at that time there was nobody but God because at the time my mom was was unresponsive in the hospital. And she said, Zoe. I said, ma'am. She said, baby, it's mama. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, Zoe, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. I said, yes, ma'am. He said, baby, stop crying, because mama gonna be okay. All right? I said, yes, ma'am. He said, son, I'm coming home. Okay, there's nothing to worry about. I'm gonna be okay. I got so happy, because when she told me that she was coming home, I was like, that was confirmation for me. Like, my mama coming home, like, she'll be okay. Like, everything's gonna be good. Like, there's nothing else to worry about. But, 
she ended up passing January 1st, 2018. And it took, took me a little while to understand what God was saying through her when she said, I'm coming home. She didn't mean that she was coming back to crossing. She meant that she was going home to be with the Lord. And in that time, I came upon the scripture, which is Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. Give me just a second. And that verse says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Now y'all probably wondering like what's so significant about that piece of scripture. There's not much there. But in the midst of that I found so much hope. And understood so much because as I said like what battles are you, are you fighting? I didn't have to fight a battle anymore because it was made clear to me that like something with this was just like, you fought long enough. Like, let me take over this battle now. And I believe that's the that's the conversation God and my mom had before she left. Cause she was like, God, what about my babies? I got them. You fought long enough. Let me fight this now. And if you know anything about how in those days how kings did battle or how kings showed how powerful they were. When they defeated another king, they would, of course, kill that king and take the train of their robe and sew it on to their own. So that's how you knew who a powerful king was by the train of their robe. The scriptures I just read said God's robe fills the temple. So what battle has he lost? There isn't a battle that he's lost. There isn't a battle that he's gonna lose. No matter what it may look like, no matter how hard it is, there is not a battle that God can lose. There's not a battle that he will lose. Every battle that he sets up in your life is made for him to get to glory and for you to trust in him. No matter what it may look like, no matter how hard it gets, no matter if your back's against the wall, he's telling you in that moment, trust me, put your faith in me. My, my, my the train of my role feels his temple. Nobody, no other king can, no other king's role can fill a temple. Probably can fill a hallway, but not a temple. But there is no battle that God can lose. Even in my hardest days, I look to God and say, God, this battle isn't mine. It's yours. And I don't know about y'all, but there's been some battles to where I've been so worried and so like caught up to where I just say, God, take control. And felt this sense of relief. And felt like this sense of just like a weight that fell off my shoulders. Because then, like, I know good or bad, or no matter what I'm going to go through, a fight is already won. And I end with this and say to y'all, don't fight battles if you don't have to. Give battles to God because there's nothing that you can do. It is something that you can do. And that is prayer and have faith that God is who he is and believe that God is who he says he is. And don't worry about certain battles because the battle isn't yours it's God's